and welcome into your Wednesday communities here on Great Waves. Of course, I'm Truck Tech here at Brooklyn, our Midwest Bureau Chief, Alan Adler. Join us, Alan. How are you doing? I'm good, but you got to call me the Truck Tech Host, Bill. All right, I'll call you the Truck Tech Host. I'll call you the Truck Tech Host. We'll get to that later on. With that, okay. though, you've got a great show, and and one of the things, you know, you've got a really interesting guest coming up on the next show you've got. Well, this afternoon, we're going to get a chance to spend some time with uh, Carlton Rose. Now, Carlton is a 43-year veteran of, uh, of UPS. He retired uh, last year and now is the chairman of the board of a company, a startup called Re Automotive. Uh, we've written quite a bit about Re and, and had them on the show in the past, Daniel Barrel, their, their CEO. It's an Israeli-based uh, startup that has some really advanced technology in terms of powertrain uh, work where they're basically doing everything by wire. It's all electronic. There's no there's no mechanical moving parts in their chassis, which is really amazing. They're the first to get certification to do a full by wire system. And uh, seeing Carlton Rose go there is interesting, Bill, because uh, Carlton had his choice and indeed turned down a lot of different opportunities uh, in in retirement to to sort of align with. With one company, uh, you can only kind of pick one, right? But uh, he picked Re Automotive. He he feels like they have something others don't have in terms of technology. He's been around them since you know like 2018. I think he said he went to Israel to look at what they were doing. And of course, they're they're not in market yet. They're just starting to test some vehicles with their system, which is as I said, is all by wire. Uh, has a thing called the Recorder, which essentially puts all of the uh, uh, mechanics, if you were all the uh, Everything that, that runs the vehicle in the four corners of the vehicle, and uh, it's it's truly advanced stuff. I've had a chance to both ride in a, a vehicle equipped with it, as well as uh, you know see some of the displays. And I'll tell you, it really does stand out. And I think what where Carlton Rose comes in is, you know, he not only wants to advocate for them, but but when you bring in someone like him to your company, we've seen it at Kodiak with James Reed, who was the former CEO at USA Truck. We saw it with Roger Nielsen, the former CEO of Daimler, going into Proterra. Now that didn't go very well, as we know. But uh, the fact is that you know when you get these experienced industry veterans coming alongside these startups, uh, it can be very powerful. Absolutely, there as well. And of course, he coming from UPS and forty-three years, I think, of also looking at uh, at fuel and technologies. What really does he bring to the equation there that kind of ups their game? Well, what he says in the show, and I think is is interesting to listen for, is is this idea that you need to hear your customer, not just listen to them. And you know that sounds like it's just semantics, but it's not. He's saying a lot of times people will will hear what somebody's saying, but they won't pay attention to it. He said what he tries to coach around is this idea that they really need to listen to what the customer's needs are, and that sounds like market speak. But I I understand where he's coming from, and I think what he's trying to get them to do is really focus in on what the needs are. The people that are going to ultimately buy this electric vehicle, uh, an ultimate electric vehicle with their technology. So that's one thing. The other thing that he's very good at, knows a lot about, is maintenance. And this is sort of a reverse maintenance story in that this particular product that Rhea is making doesn't really need a lot of regular maintenance. And of course, if you're in the trucking business, you know that uptime is everything. And so he's saying, you know what? We probably don't have to worry too much about bring in any of these vehicles back because you can probably fix them where they sit. If something does go wrong, you just swap out the component set from one of the wheel corners. So I think he's he knows the business uh, pretty well, their business, because he's followed it for a long time. But I think just having that, that person who's been around so many companies and has entertained sort of 
you know, advanced technology efforts uh, from a bunch. And we talk about that, by the way, uh, you know, including Workhorse and Arrival and some companies where, you know, UPS thought they might get something uh, from those and they didn't work out. So he was very candid. I mean, he, he gave a good disclaimer. He said, hey, I am not a UPS employee, but I'm just telling you, you know, what I remember. And so I thought that was good. He can't get anybody too mad at him that way. But I thought, you know, we had a really candid conversation about some of these companies that, you know, maybe didn't work out as well, as well as some that did. And one of those areas was natural gas, uh, where, you know, UPS sort of adopted it, you know, all over their their lineup. And now they're obviously in it renewable natural gas. Yeah. So I was going to ask in terms of you know, what he brings to the equation, obviously you mentioned it, obviously the incredible experience that he brings there as well. Uh, did he open up in this candid interview about perhaps any direction specifically that they might be going in, in terms of where there is a target out there? Well, I think with RE, it's a question, you know, they're very asset light. They, they, uh, they, they assemble the modules right now in the UK. They'll eventually uh, ship them to Austin, uh, but they're not going to build vehicles. They're not going to, you know, go and become a bodybuilder or anything like that. They're going to stay focused on technology. And that's something that I think he really wants to, you know, keep them focused on. That's where, obviously where the, the, the people that come up with this kind of technology want to be, but sometimes they get pushed into things that they probably shouldn't do. And I think, you know, driving that discipline is something he can help with. But remember, he's not an operations guy at this point in his career. He's the chairman of the board. We did talk a little bit about money raising, but, you know, uh, and Re is like a lot of others. They had to do a reverse stock split last year, you know, just to get their stock price up and kind of stay out of the crosshairs of the stock exchange and that kind of thing in terms of delisting. Um, but they don't need a lot of money. He says they're okay right now to run the business. Um, but yeah, they'll raise to you know help with scaling and things like that. He says their order book is up to about $43 million, which isn't bad for, a, yeah, remember, this is a powertrain technology, not a full vehicle. So I think you know he feels pretty good about it. And I think it's a it's it's something where, you know, having spent time around them, it's not like he just sort of came in as a big name. Absolutely there. So let's move on to another company that uh, doesn't stay out of the headlines for long, uh, Nikola, uh, back in the news again. And they've got, a, they've got a hydrogen pricing challenge here in terms of obviously they're trying to work with this new technology, but also the infrastructure that's necessary to make it work. Yeah. Okay. So a number of announcements recently from, from Nikola in this space, you know, they have their truck business, right? We've talked about that a lot. They also have an energy energy business and the energy business is primarily, um, you know, securing and distributing hydrogen to fuel their fuel cell electric uh, trucks. Um, they opened a modular station in Ontario, California, which is in the Inland Empire um, heavy freight area of, of uh, California just this last week. The thinking there is that, you know, they can handle about 35 trucks a day in terms of filling and and that sort of thing. I didn't get any good numbers from them yet on, uh, you know, just, you know, how much they're charging, if they'll even say that. But, you know, hydrogen has gone up tremendously in price. It already was expensive, around 14 to $16 a kilogram. And a typical fill up is, call it 50 kilograms, Right. But now it's closer to $30. And so this is making it really, really hard, I think, for even customers who want to try a, a fuel cell truck. Again, very expensive prospect. Lots of incentives that offsets the price. But then you've got to keep the fuel going. And uh, you know the fuel doesn't come with the truck. At one time, Nikola hoped to be able to offer a single package where they would provide fuel maintenance and a truck together. 
but they've sort of you know separated those out more by necessity than anything else. So I think at this point, you know, this this issue of you know how much hydrogen costs is an issue. It's not just an issue for Nikola, but as a company that's trying to create even the beginnings of a hydrogen infrastructure, it really does rest on them in a big way. Um, we're also going to have a piece, going to talk to them, uh, I think, on Thursday in advance of, of Friday's show uh, with Parker Meeks, who's the CEO at Hyzon. This is another startup that's doing fuel cell electric trucks. They uh, just delivered four of them to uh, Performance Food Group out in California. Um, we need to talk to him about that and also about you know, how is an upfitter like Hyzon going to be treated in terms of incentives versus uh, a, a company like Nikola that actually makes a whole truck. So, you know, we'll talk about that as well. Um, what we want to do as much as we can with with Truck Tech now going forward is really raise the game a little bit, a little more embedded video in the newsletter, which is something we can technically do. And we've done it with a couple of uh, bonus episodes here and there, you know, four or five minute interviews. We're going to try to begin doing that as often as we can, um, either, uh, you know, from the road when I'm traveling or uh, you know, here at, at home. But uh, the idea is let's get these voices in there and let's hear from these people as much as we can and not just on the podcast. It's just a lot of talk out there, especially with a lot of stuff going on in the Truck Tech universe. He is the host of Truck Tech, Alan Adler. Alan, first off, when, can you, where, when and where can you get the show and the newsletter? Okay, uh, best as I understand it, three o'clock on Wednesdays Eastern Time uh, is the is the airtime on the uh, FreightWaves YouTube channel, and then of course it lives there. You can go to the FreightWaves YouTube channel, go to shows, and then and then click on Truck Tech, and you'll get a full playlist of what's available. We've got over a year's worth of episodes at this point, and uh, so there's plenty there to look at. Um, and we obviously are going to refresh it every week. Uh, newsletter uh, Fridays at eleven Eastern Time, uh, both on email. Uh, you can sign up for that at FreightWaves.com under newsletters, um, and that will arrive in your mailbox. We've got about 11,000 subscribers for that. And then we also post it on the uh, FreightWaves uh, website. So uh, that's available out there too. Absolutely. There, Alan Adler, thanks so much for joining us, and we'll catch you next week. Okay, thanks.